Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are already about halfway-ish with the current anime season. I think uh, we've got a pretty decent idea about what these shows are about. Yeah. But gel. Only six more we're weeks li- until the return of Birdie Wing. Wait, we're, we're literally no. talking about two new shows this podcast. Yeah, that, that is true, but... Uh, I do want to throw out here, since this is the last season, and I'm going to put you uh, all on the spot, on un, un, uh, unplanned and uh, real reaction here. Uh, mm. You guys have any thoughts on what your anime of the year might be now? Ooh. It's is it really going to be Birdie Wing? <laughs> it might be. Rank, you know, uh, despite everything, Regina King stills a shot. I mean, I, f- I think for me, it's... It's like a toss-up between... I think Spy Family, as unspectacular is, as it is, is like the most consistently great show. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've, got, we've been uh, watching this season. We've got Cyberpunk. Yeah, so. there is, I, I would also make a significant case for Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yes, which so I, we I, need I, to come back around and talk about my, that at some point. My, yeah. my shitpost answer is I will unironically like put Birdie Wing unreasonably <laughs> high on my top five and just like break the weighting of the list. Yeah. But my real answer is, depending on how Cyberpunk wraps up, it's... I wish we were talking about it this week, you know, the, the Netflix format has really boned... Uh, us yeah. on on that one yeah. but it's done yeah. some like unbelievably cool things with its cyberpunk premise trigger yeah. coming in from behind the dark horse win yeah uh, are they really yeah, the famous, dark horse no that's famous joke. dark horse trigger nobody <laughs> that's <the> joke <laughs> I know. oh my god yeah um okay yeah i I wanted. Bunchy I thought it'd be anime of the year twenty twenty. I thought it'd be interesting to just throw that out there without any pre thought on it, and just mm-hmm. like, what is the first thing in your heart that comes to mind? Uh, and I, I'm with you, Ira. I do still think about Ranking of Kings, but I don't know if it's like, is that the best anime of the year, or is it just because I know in my heart it should be the best anime of the year? Right. But uh, I think it's still in the. That, I would, that... I'm still putting it in my pool of consideration. That chair is still standing there in your attic, all dusted and covered in cobwebs, reserved yes. for Ranking of Kings, <laughs> Anime of the Year 2022. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Let's that's a discussion us. for, oh, well, yours. like two weeks from now. But, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, Merry uh, Christmas! Yes. Let's, we need, uh, to, let's we get... need to roll. We have so much. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, get into currently airing anime stuff and we'll start of course we have to introduce ourselves i'm gel and i'm joined by iro i'm not dead yet uh we're joined by g now i think we all agree that daylight savings time is bullshit it's Mm. it's a fake concept invented by farmers yeah and Thanks, Benjamin I'll, Franklin, asshole. I want to make that clear. Now, however, I also do think there is some uh, merit to maybe the government should just, like, create a phantom hour at nighttime when everyone is asleep. The dark hour. Ah. Just, like, create an extra hour that doesn't exist otherwise, you know? A, no, a the, the dark hour is a frontier hour. that only we may explore. 
Exactly. So like at midnight, time stops, and we go into a giant tower. <laughs> and uh, fuck the yeah. tower! I just want to get like you just want to ten move hours from a, of sleep in an eight hour from, span yeah, from exhausted to normal. Like yeah. <laughs> well, if you go if to the only. school nurse, I'll give you the potion. I'll raise all your stats if you're exhausted, right? So yeah, if it were only that simple. Um. <laughs> all right, we're also joined by Aqua. Uh, I'm paying eight dollars a month just to get to be <laughs> here. We can't. We can't get into the. Ah! <laughs> I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Um, good. Keep it that good. way. Yeah, okay. You're, you're, what? What? Oh. What a precious, ignorant yeah. old man you are, Gel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's for, for a the new. Best it's for time. a new Twitter function called oh, the Twitter God. Emerald. Google God. Elon Musk Emerald to find out. Oh yeah, out I. I can't. <laughs> I can't keep. I can't keep up with what's going on with all that at this point. I just know Twitter bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I think he's trying to win the uh, Tank a Billion Dollar Company speedrun challenge. Yeah, Because well, uh, he's doing a really good job at it. It's funny. Well, check us out on co-host then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to add that to the God, We can't talk later. about this. Uh, like, as someone who's been on co-host longer than any of you, like, it's suddenly exploded and it's real weird. Yeah. Anyway. I love, you know, I love 2011 Tumblr, but anyway... We need to talk about anime and not social media exploding. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, let's get into our shows. And as G mentioned, we actually still had some new things trickling wow. through a uh-huh. month and a half later here. In, so, in a certain amount of fairness, this next show like is going to be less episodes than a normal show. Okay, right? that's. I I don't I really don't know what the. Yeah. The count and is the second that, show, but... the second show is Stoku, so it basically also, and it dropped all at once. Like, like it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't follow the anime season structure at all. That is true. So. Well, Toku plays its own rules. <laughs> By whatever means, we have some continue. new shows to talk about. Uh, so we'll start with our much anticipated uh, Arknights anime, Arknights Prelude to Dawn. Uh-huh. Arknights is finally here, guys. Uh-huh. The fall season can finally start. It's really fucking funny to me that this show has enough money and push behind it that all the episodes so far have been in cinematic ultra wide. <laughs> yes, like they, letterboxed. They, it's so they have letterboxed funny. it. Yes, but uh, yeah. So Arknights uh, is an anime adaptation of the hit Tactical. Uh, the, the the gotcha genre yes the gotcha genre the genre of gotcha games which are anime girls mm-hmm. in oversized tech wear and high top sneakers genre cool kimono mimi like yes exactly you could make a case it has the coolest art style of any gotcha game but yeah i would i look i'm i'm biased it is the only gotcha game i'm still playing these days but i would certainly agree with that that uh sentiment but yeah, it's, so... it's now been often imitated. Uh, yeah, yeah a, right. So, so these ads for this like Nikkei game that looks exactly. Or have you seen like that one Arknights. about like how you play a prison warden and like? Oh God. The game is just like, what if every girl was uh Hot evil and mean? Yep. <laughs> you have to raise their compliance meter. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I briefly thought about downloading that one because I was like, ah, oh, damn, these girls do look really mean and evil. Are you sure that's a real game and not just a fed front? Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so right. I'll, if, I'm, if I may attempt to explain Arknights as the person who yes. hasn't played it, 
Sure. Uh, and so it seems to be some kind of post-apocalypse or a otherwise, you know, crumbling society where uh, people it's have animal ears. People have animal ears, and uh, there's some kind of disease running amok caused by their their fossil fuel equivalent that society relies upon uh that infects people and the mako and the mako and uh the protagonist the doctor has been pulled out of cryo sleep by Rhodes Island because apparently yes. the doctor is the only person who has the wherewithal who can solve this this plague that is plaguing society but they have amnesia and the baddies who are out to kill anyone who has this disease uh, are also out here trying to kill Doctor. Okay, I mean that's that's you know you 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 definitely nailed a lot of the large greater points. Um, that sounds the, the, like the like plot I, of a sub bar right. episode of Doctor Who. As someone who's not played the game right, like this is this is the context I've gotten from watching two episodes of right. The anime. No, totally. And so that is the weird thing that Ark Knights finds itself in is that. Unlike other gotcha anime adaptations, like, this say, Attack Opus, Destiny... No, God, good God, no. <laughs> I'm kidding, yeah. No, if anything, unlike other go- unlike other gotcha series, Ark Knights is about the outfits. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but, yeah, so they've decided, unlike Attack Opus, Destiny, or, say, um, a, a, a Rage of Bahamut, God, which were God. sort of original um, stories based on the property... Uh, Arknights has taken the choice of deciding to just straight up adapt the first like mm-hmm. opening chapters of the game itself, which is a a bold but questionable choice because Arknights more than like I mean I don't know Gel maybe you can chime in on this because you have played more of these games than I have but yeah. Arknights I feel especially suffers from like early installment weirdness of like the early chapters of Arknights are just frankly the worst parts of its story. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you are playing gotcha games for story, which is pretty rare, that's <laughs> often the case. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the closest comparison is, uh, you know, Girls Frontline from, like, six right. months ago or something, right? Yes. And it's kind of a similar case here, except they have a lot more money. Well, so that is a thing. If, if we were compared to Girls Frontline, Ark Knights fav- like compares very favorably. Yeah, like the Ark Knights like, anime has been a much cleaner, this, nicer production. The studio doing this have isn't it literally the studio founded by the, de- the developers of yeah, Ark Knights? They, they, they so like the Ark Knights anime own. is yeah. being handled by YoStar's studio, which is. Uh, Yostar is the publisher of Ark Knight, so it is their internal okay. animation department. So it's like, yeah, okay, understood. God, right, yeah. um, Sato works for these guys. Well, I, t- I, I kind of wanted to look back on the girls' front line and what we said about that, because I think we said, like, and, and I, I will say, I think the Ark Knight's story and setting is more interesting than girls' front line, because girls' front line is kind of like a ridiculous stretch to have Sure, yes. Gun girls, right? Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, Ark Knights, there's at least like what Ira described. Like you could make something out of that story, right? Yes. Like it's a, right. Yeah, it, I mean, the the thing I want to make clear is that like I, I have enjoyed m- much of Ark Knights' world building, and I like the implications of like some of the stuff they play with because, like, in a lot of ways, Ark Knights is 
a post 9-11 post uh war for oil type of story right i right. mean not not that that's new i mean you know aqua said the mako like yes since the final mako. fantasy 7 we have had stories about like the exploitation right. of natural resources and how that's that ties exciting. into you know the grinding machine of capitalism so i'm not implying arknights is doing anything new with that but by the standards of gotcha games it is a more interesting premise than yeah. uh a lot of the ones I have seen, which is maybe what fuels my continued interest in it as as a franchise. Um, I feel like so far of the two episodes we've seen so far, they have done a like admirable, if somewhat heavy-handed way of you know of like just smashing you in the face with the story as quickly as possible because. You know, the inherent nature of how gacha games tend to work or how their stories tend to be communicated is through, like, uh, written VN segments, right? Like, lots of text. And that's simply not as viable for um, for for anime. Right, so, like, as a, if it's a straight adaptation of a gacha game, like, it really f- feels like it because it seemed very, in the first two episodes, like here's the cutscene, and then here's, like, the tutorial, the short tutorial fight, and then now everyone is in a building somewhere, and let's explain another part of the plot, and then here's another short little fight, and then now we've moved somewhere else, and here's the, here's another, like, explanation, you know, and then a character shows up, and we have the cutscene where we talk to them, right, is sort of how it feels. It's akin to, like, these lazy mid-2010s game adaptations, like the Persona (laughs) 4 anime, or the World Ends With You anime, where it's just like, hey, this is the game, but, like, badly animated. Except, I guess it's very, very well animated in this case. <laughs> yes, in this so, case, yeah. Right. So, so that is very much the weird thing about Arknights, is that in a lot of ways it is caught in this sort of awkward position where, um, yeah, right? Like, it, it is kind of doing the very heavy-handed, like, okay, new viewer who's not familiar with the property, here's right. the rules of the game, here's the rules of the setting, right? But... It is dressed in presentation that is like above, above the quality of what we would associate with an with, with an adaptation right. of this caliber. I suppose it's funny yeah, that I this mean, is happening in the, the same season as like Chainsaw Man. I mean, the uh, thing again, is like, does this new viewer that they want to appeal to even exist? Because normally these kinds of projects exist as a kind of like fan service for for I, existing so, fans. Like, yeah, I I think. I think they are giving you like, I I feel like when it's more of a fan service focused thing, they don't they just like leave out information and just assume you know what they're talking about. I right, do think they're right. actually explaining what's going on and like you could watch this without playing the game, because quite frankly, I didn't really pay that close attention to the story when I played the game, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> oh is, yeah, like, this is what oh this is what the game is actually about. <laughs> but, uh, but the, yeah, the weird thing is like if I were to make something to promote a game for new players, I would just like make it look super cool so that people would play the game and not reference these specific yeah. like, details that only the fans would recognize. And, and like, to that to that end, I would also say, like, at least in the first episode, I was kind of surprised how, like, few of the game characters show up. Right, yeah, I, I definitely like, noticed that as well, but you, I like, guess... Like, like Amiya's there, of course, because she's, like, the main character, so to speak, right. but, like, you know, we got, like, Doberman and, like, was that it? Ace, all these fucking this dude named Ace. All these fucking year one characters nobody cares about anymore. It was kind yeah. of an interesting like flash from the past, but <laughs> is, is yeah. Zucchini there? 
My girl mm-hmm. Zucchini. Zucchini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She gotta uh, be there. And cactus yeah. and uh, turntable. I, I I was surprised. All of my faves. Like, I surprised they weren't just you know carting more characters out. If if it was just like I mean, I, I guess I get it is to say like they're kind of taking it very seriously, right? Right. Like, I guess that's a thing, right? In a lot of ways, I kind of respect the way they're approaching it, right? Because it from from my uh, perspective. I would say this anime doesn't necessarily feel that fan servicey, like for old fans. It really does feel like they are attempting to like craft something for 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 new viewers, right? Because there aren't actually that many like this one's for the fans moments in the anime so far, and so I guess regardless of how I feel about it in the end, I can respect that they do seem to be taking this relatively seriously as an adaptation of the right. story. Um. And again, it's not, like it, not it, just the game for the, the commercial for the game, right. right? And so, in the end of the day, if this like just ends up being li- like a well-produced, like one of those, like yeah, you know, I, I guess that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm kind I mean, of j- curious just like how far Fate Grand Order Absolute Zombie from Babylon. Yeah, um... Well, because right, I mean, that's a thing, right? Fate Grand Order took the completely different route of we're not going to even adapt the story. We're just going to make jump to chapter six on... or whatever. Right, right. Like the Fate Grand Order the anime like is like most. incomprehensible unless you're deep, deep into right. it. Yes. So but it does question, to me yeah. feel feel like Ark Knights is attempting to like curry favor with a new audience and try to like introduce them to, introduce them to these concepts in a way that again is a little heavy handed, but. I would say broadly effective at like just rapidly summarizing, you know, the yeah. the Cliff Notes version of of the story. Yeah, I mean, we did we did say that again with going back to Girls Frontline. Like, if it looked nice, we might actually watch more of it. <laughs> right. And, uh, like, yeah, it didn't in that case, but this actually does yeah. look good. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think of you know the other big example being the Grand Blue Fantasy anime, which actually mm. a lot of people who don't play the game watched because it's very pretty. You know, right? Uh, right. So, or at least the first a... season was, and that also at least the first season that also yes. just adapts the beginning of the story, right? Yeah, yeah, most of yeah, that was a pretty straightforward adaptation of the story, which that's a very mm. basic like yes. fantasy collect the right. crystals. I get the feeling like Grabu like Genshin Impact is something that you could still tell as like a traditional fantasy story. Yeah. Like um mm-hmm. and a lot of people who did not play the game cuz theoretically you can't play the game outside of uh you know the Asian countries um <laughs> uh-huh. you know that people really like that anime it was very popular because, mostly I think because it looked very nice and I think that's the case with this is this one as well, um, but I mean, G, are you gonna watch the whole thing? You, you, you... I think it, so. Here's the thing: it's only eight episodes, so right. It's it's almost more akin to like an OVA, you know. I mean, it's it's not well, yeah, even full somewhere core, in between. So. A yeah. So I I think just for my you know just to say my curiosity as a fan of Ark Knights, I I will probably watch it just to see how they decide to adapt, you know, certain moments and and scenes, but. Honestly, I feel like, you know, again, as much as I was shit-talking the Fate Grand Order approach to their anime adaptations, uh-huh. I think I'm watching this mainly in the hopes that after this, they then announce an OVA based off of, like, <laughs> right. the much cooler events what? later down. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like it, but this with this franchise I'm not familiar with does it. But if this franchise I am familiar with does it, ooh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, fate, what fate? What fate did? Understandable. They, they literally held a like public fan poll of which were they were like we're gonna do so. One of these is going to be movies. One of those is going to be TV. Which one do you want to be which? They literally held a poll, mm-hmm. and that's what ended up happening. So right. <laughs> um. Well, I hope the uh, I hope in that case, if Arknights does a poll like that, the, uh, <laughs> then I hope the Rainbow Six collaboration event wins oh, the man. fan votes <laughs> because that would be extremely funny to watch in anime form. Yeah. Wasn't there, like, a hot lady night arc, though, G? Yes, so, okay, I mean, look, Jell, do you actually want me to get into it? You're not immune to hot lady night. I I mean, now's the time... Now's the uh, time to shoot your shot, so... Alright, fine, yes, the arc I actually want animated is in the country in which, uh... Night blood sports is a, uh, a a televised national sport. Justin. Yeah, basically, where, like, nights are literally sponsored... And so you got, like, this cool mix of, like, knights wearing armor made out of, like, carbon fiber with, like, super slick graphic designed, like, corporate logos on them. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just, okay, okay, it's, I think the message of the event is capitalism bad, but also aren't these capitalist knights Really cool. cool looking. I mean, I'm just gonna say a game, a gotcha game that says capitalism yeah. is bad. Big like guy in a hot dog suit saying, "We're all looking for the guy who Look, did this." Fine. The point of the story <laughs> is that the corporate night blood sports are bad, but also uh-huh. they're cool. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And hey, that hot lady knight does show up in the second episode of the anime. So did oh. did did uh did Hoshiguma show up yet? So two. she has shown up in the OP, so I think... She, I mean, she I think will show up, but... Yeah. So she will show up in the anime, yes. Right. But, because Chen right. and Hoshikuma show up in the OP, so... Yeah, so, they're, yeah. They're, they're important enough they will show up at some point, but yeah. Yeah, you'll Shall get your, your big... Your six... <laughs> yeah. G- give me my six-foot-tall Oni woman uh, with green hair. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move along. And talk about another new thing that came out. Uh, you can go go read Aqua's post on time for uh, a com- show for adults. Common Rider Black Sun. It's not like other Common Rider. It's I really mean, speaking of shows that supposedly say funny. capitalism bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Aqua, why, yeah, Iro and Aqua, go ahead and tell us about this one. I just uh, want to say that I thought it was fucking hilarious in the first episode when. We follow our grizzled protagonist back to his, you know, the abandoned bus where he's squatting. And then he's just shooting up raw-ass ketamine <laughs> with a syringe. Okay. It's, I fucking lost it. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, this is not your, this is not your grandpa's common rider. It's just the straight the bottle that says ketamine on it. It's so funny. So Okay, on, on the spectrum of... Regular ass common writer to Garo, then like, Garo. I mean, okay, this is in the league of its own. I would even say. <laughs> all right, so, all right. right. So, okay, guys, please. Right. Uh, so the thing I is, the floor. Common <laughs> <laughs> um, Rider Black Sun is actually a a remake of Common Rider Black, which is considered to be the the like the it's. It's like the common rider, the people who are writing common rider nowadays grew up with. It was the one that was like 
it's like the one the from '87. And it's the one it that Urobuchi the... says is right. his favorite. Yeah, and it is. It's it's it's. Uh, Kamen Rider Black was basically um, the final show of the Showa era. It is the final. Well, there was also a sequel, but you know the Black Saga, as it were, was the final Common uh, Rider series mm-hmm. of the of the Showa era, and the final one that the original Common Rider creator Shotaro Ishinomori worked on, and it has the reputation for being darker than other Showa shows. Like, traditional Showa Kamen Rider is like, you know, we fight Starfish Hitler yeah, and we say, protect yeah. the smiles of children. Whereas mm-hmm. Kamen Rider Black attempted to, like, tell a story of, like, a cult controlling Japanese politics from the shadow mm-hmm. and, and, and they're, like, manipulating two brothers into becoming sworn enemies. And that has, like, given it a place in a lot of people's memory. So now they are remaking Kamen Rider Black as part of the 50th anniversary for Kamen Rider, the same anniversary project that is giving us Hideaki Anno's Shin Kamen Rider, which will release next year, and the one that gave us the Futo PI anime, as well as Kamen Rider Revised, the bad anniversary season. (laughs) So Kamen Rider Black Sun is a, a collaboration with Amazon Prime Video, so it is targeted at a completely different right. target audience. They, like they this is this... for Yeah. Yeah, this is for people who grew up with Common Rider yeah. as kids and now want to see Common yes. Rider but for adults. Right. They did this a few a few several years ago with Common Rider Amazons, which yeah. was a sort of pseudo reboot of Common Rider Amazon. Which they only picked because it was on Amazon Prime, and there <laughs> yes. happened to be a common writer called I Kamen am Rider Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, this is the second Amazon Prime original uh, common writer show for adults. But the way they have gone about this is very interesting, you know, because last season <laughs> we talked about Fudo PI and how one idea of common writer for adults looks like. <laughs> and this is this is kind of like the other extreme in that the thing is they they make it dark and mature so there's like a lot of like gory violence and body horror as people transform into horrible monsters and they like tear each other apart and Kamen Rider pulls this guy's heart out and stuff like that mm-hmm and there's like you know the ketamine and the stuff like that <laughs> so but funny, funny they're yeah. also <clears throat> The thing, they're also trying to tackle some, like, pretty serious themes. Right. And you see that the writers actually did their research. Because in this reboot, uh, the idea is that, um, you know, the, 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 the whole, this cult is controlling Japan from the shadows thing is very much integrated with a political satire. As in, yes. the cult is literally controlling the, 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 the party, yes. which is like a, a very thinly veiled stand-in for Shinzo Abe and the, and the LDP. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. No subtlety whatsoever. <laughs> right, up to the point up to the point where, like, the Shinzo Abe analog is also the grandson of a... Kishi analog, similarly to how Fubio, uh, to how uh, Shinzo Abe was also mm-hmm. the grandson of a prime minister, so stuff like that. And 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 the story basically like flashes between the present when the party uh, controls Japan as like mm-hmm. the the main party, and like flashbacks to the 1970s when the main characters were like active in like this very like 
you know, you know these images of like hippie activism and and things like Vietnam right. War protests and stuff like that. Right. And we have we have the like seventies version of like Showa era civil rights movement right. for the like monster people, and right. then we cut to like the modern version of that where you know how that's going on now right. with how the kaijin want you know more mm-hmm. want equal rights and stuff and uh, it's it's very it's very like they did their research you know if you look at the the present the present time scenes there are like protests that are like you know every time you see people protesting in japan with their big slogans and there's a guy with a megaphone just screaming like Gaijin, get out of our country, keep <laughs> Japan pure, and kind of like that. Leech and then Japan. in the 1970s, it's more like, you know, we're working together with the unions, and here is this, this like, African-American uh-huh. immigrant, and this little person, and, on and we're like, yeah, and, yeah. and we're, we're including everyone, you know, everyone who's part of a marginalized community yeah, can join flyers. our cause, and we're working together with the unions, and stuff like that. So, it's all pretty well done. So, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) yeah before Eero because I think I know what you want to say um, but so they try to make this an explicitly political show right Um, they they do some you know very on the nose things (laughs) to make it very clear that racism is bad and capitalism is bad and government corruption is bad like they're the and and but they're also adding some like you know your traditional tropes from like mature stories nowadays you know so it's a it's a it's a big friend baby child show you know yes. you have your grizzled common rider who's like disillusioned yeah because he young, used to protest yeah. in the 70s and then there's like the young bright-eyed greta thunberg like activist teen yeah, teen, yeah. <laughs> and they have to team up because she's being attacked by all sorts of nefarious forces yep. uh and the thing is like they do all of this mature stuff that they do relatively well but this is still taku it's yeah, right. super it's like, cam. It's like like the there's literally like an on-screen lynching of like a like they tie this dude to a tree and like a gas douse him in gasoline light him on fire. But it's like it's this bird-faced man, right? Yeah. It's just a dude with a bird mask on. And it's and like so a like, shitty bird mask, like right. like, so like, like that on one that hand, one horse is, mask that was yeah. a meme, like that kind of stuff. On one like, hand, like this is all incredibly serious, like very pointed allegory mm-hmm. for like civil rights and racism stuff on the other hand it's a ridiculous right, right? I, like i've seen people <clears throat> argue that this show is actually less subtle than the original common rider black right and being yeah. less subtle than showa common rider <laughs> is quite the achievement but in the other way in the other like from the other point of view, when you look at what's going on in the world today, things are just comically bad and right. evil. And maybe just, we can yeah. use the like bluntness of Taku as a weapon to sure. like yeah. well, protest. Uh, as that we all stuff. know, subtext is for cowards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, mean, I think that's going to be a recurring theme. Get out of here, Scarth uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting because like I do feel like in 2022, uh, if you want yes. your if you want to deliver a political message or something like you can't be subtle, you have to be a hundred percent clear. This is what we're saying. No room for interpretation. I just Mm -hmm. like, I think the stuff that's a little more specific to like Japanese government 
Of course, of course, I would say it's because I don't actually have personal experience with the, with the Japanese government. So, of course, I'd say that these parts are better. But it's, it's like, I find that stuff very, like, <laughs> funny and, like, well done and how pointed it is. Like, there's a great scene in episode three, which is as far as we've seen so far, mm-hmm. where, like, the government's giving some speech at a press conference or something. And, like, the yeah. I think the, like, Minister of Defense is saying shit about the JSDF and how they're, like, trying to increase the military power of the JSDF. And, you know, all the reporters are like, we don't care what you have to say. Get the Prime Minister up here to tell us, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, all right. He steps back. Prime Minister comes up and says the exact same canned line that the Minister of Defense <laughs> was saying and sits down. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing. Right? Like, that's, that's fantastic. Perfect. But like That's I think the sort of racism, civil rights stuff is a little is doesn't really play because it's sort of like it's sort of like how in for example Pro Mayor <clears throat> the oppressed underclass of uh, oppressed under race <clears throat> was like literally had incredibly dangerous superpowers. I mean it's the X Men problem, right? <clears throat> right. Like <laughs> Okay, well then how about Hero? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't cite the more uh, nuanced and uh uh, a complex uh, uh, oh, no. anime about racism. Oh, no. 86, 86. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, yeah, it's like they're co-opting all of the images of protests and racial discrimination and all that. But, like, the fact <laughs> of the matter is also that the kaijin are, like, monsters, people who can tear humans apart, right? Like... And they anyway. are also actually secretly controlling the government. <laughs> right. Oops. Because that's the whole Oops. thing. The kaijin are, in a, are a suppressed underclass, but the government is actually in the pocket of the kaijin, who have well, established it, like this whole system where... It's slightly they, more complex than yeah, that. Yeah, you know, the thing is like they, they basically sacrifice their own as an underclass yeah, in order the, to keep the humans right. under like, their so foot. The, There's the flash, a lot of... Put, yeah. There's a lot of potential there to undermine their messages. What I yeah, mean, yeah, that's you know. kind of how I feel about it. It's yeah. like yeah. they, yeah, it's like it's a, it seems a little confused. I'm not sure quite sure where they're going. We haven't watched the whole show yet. Yeah, but it's like I think it's some parts of it are good. Are I think doing a good job, and other parts of it. Be, the fact of the matter is kind of that Japan. I think while there are of course racial minorities who experience mm-hmm. discrimination in Japan, Japan is also one of the most ethnically homogenous states uh, on Earth currently, right? And as a result, it is comically racist. <laughs> yeah. But also yeah. it means that, like, I don't know, I think the people working on this show are not necessarily people who may have experienced that firsthand. <laughs> right. They are clearly well-intentioned, but they are also appropriating yeah. themes that may not exactly right. be a part of their frame of reference. I mean, again, right. like, I was fucking... I was I was I was I was goofing with Eero there, but like in all seriousness, like eighty six eighty six is a great example of this similar I like problem of like okay, the writer seems to understand the talking points yeah. of like racism mm-hmm. and discrimination, but having likely never lived through it themselves, writes the most like goofy Saturday yeah. morning cartoon yeah. version of racism. Right, it's the thing right. of, like, you know racism is bad, but you don't know either why people are racist or B, why racism is bad. Like, yeah. yeah. It's sort of feels mm-hmm. like But, I, I mean, mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, yeah. But then, on I the guess other hand, a... the show still looks super good. Like, yeah. it, it, 
It, like the guy who plays Kamen Rider Black was is actually the lead actor in uh, that uh, that movie that won the best foreign picture Oscar last year, Drive My Car. So, oh, so they got an actual the they got actual actors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they, not, uh... they got actual ex actors for everyone. Yeah. So the performances are significantly better. I mean, it also helps that the cast of this show is predominantly like middle-aged dudes and not young like hip te teens, yeah, teens. teen idols. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got I got one last question before we should probably move on from Common Writer and it is Yeah. What are your what are the odds that this Common Writer just straight up shoots not Shinzo Abe? Oh, he's gonna die. He's gonna die horribly. I don't know. Yes, like, but it, will will a common writer be the one to pull the common, trigger? I, a common writer. I think it's completely possible. Yeah, because okay. like there, there, there is because there we is, have we have the like good quote yeah. unquote good common writer Black Sun, and then there's the like edgier the, the guy who goes too far, right? You Shadow know? Moon, like, and I think it's completely possible that Shadow Moon will just fucking kill. Fake I'm just saying. I mean, they already, kid, they already the kidnapped audacity, him. <laughs> yes, of having a common writer shoot a character who is a clear yeah. analog yeah. for a real world politician. I mean, they already kidnapped Fake Shinzo right? in, Abe in the in like... the flashback segments. Like they kidnap him because he's the grandson of the prime minister, right? Uh, uh. So, anyway, it's. I, I, I feel yeah. like we've talked about Shinzo Abe too much in the past couple of weeks here on the podcast. But yeah. The spirit looms. I you mean, know... speaking of the ghost of Shinzo Abe, <laughs> uh -huh. the next show on this list. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, you know, that, that sounds yeah. interesting. We'll that does sound Black very Sun. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even for me, who does not care about Kamen Rider normally, but yeah. Zig has already said he's going to try and write a Final Thoughts post when we yeah. finish, so look I'm, forward I'm to that. I'm curious to see how it pans out. Yeah. And, and again, read Aqua's post for the, the in depth <laughs> review, but yeah. Let's move on so to far, Yeah. Let's move on to our regularly scheduled <laughs> anime, as G was already yeah. alluding to, uh, you know, <laughs> the perfect family here. Uh, let's talk about Spy Family. Um, for the record, I did catch up on this since last More time. More like spy filler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did catch up on okay. this last time. If you recall, I had not actually watched it yet. Last yes. episode. Yeah. But I, I caught up. It's good. There's, yep. uh... Mm -hmm. I, I think... While it's bad for the podcast, I do think the short segment format works very yes. well for Spy Family. Yeah, I think um, like it's yeah. it's clear that now that the show feels like it has breathing room again after the dog arc, they're mm -hmm. just hitting all the like best hits of the one-off like chapters. That, ah, uh, oh, ooh, oh, oh, what's this? What? Oh, oh, I dropped I dropped this picture of my <laughs> awesome dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Or just like yes, we are now seeding the. Oh, your the mom is so hot. <laughs> well. <laughs> For uh, Becky's um, undying mm -hmm. thirst for a man, I think literally triple or quadruple her age. Yes, <laughs> at bare minimum. Maybe maybe five times. I mean, uh, five actually, times. probably quintuple. Yeah. yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. Like, like Lloyd is in his Lloyd is in his late nineties, and she's like five or five or six. Uh, late, he's in his late twenties. Uh, sorry. I was yes. gonna say, did you just say late nineties? Yeah. yeah. No. No. I, I wanted to say late twenties and then twenty nine. Yeah. The master the of disguise. Uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the master, yeah. But, um, no, it's very good. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of I like I mean there were a lot of great like individual moments that we could probably all shoot off but yeah I like I like uh the only thing I like about yours brother is his his constant vomiting while <laughs> continuing to eat somehow um, yes god I have to I, we have to bring this up in about the latest episode went in the segment where uh, yes where Yuri is tutoring Anya and I think <clears throat> the manga translation. Okay, so there's the whole there's uh-huh. the there's the bit where he's talking, telling her, you know, knowledge is power on you, and she's yeah. she's like, no leash is power, and imagines the buff dog, and the manga official manga version of this translation, while perhaps more not not as accurate or just like more ridiculous, is mm-hmm. way funnier. <laughs> It's much more memorable. Where he, Yuri is like, knowledge is very important. It's the whole enchilada. And Anya is like, knowledge is a swole chihuahua? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is one of those things that is incredibly interesting for me as a nominal right. scholar of comic book translation. You can mm-hmm. read my master's thesis online. I've wow. been cited multiple times. Wow. Because, you know, you're stuck trying to translate something that has has a visual accompaniment so you have a very very limited options and I honestly wouldn't even have like blamed the translator if they just gone asterisk this is a pun in Japanese like (laughs) right no I mean the thing thing Iro and I arrived at is that no leash is power is a very like competent um localization per- of the perfectly inten- acceptable like perfectly acceptable but where we've, we we felt is that like knowledge is a, knowledge is a swole chihuahua is like a yakuza tier localization yes. <laughs> right. whereas I mean, no leash nope. is power is like a square enix or capcom <laughs> right, tier right. localization i was just about to say right. no leash no leash is power is a like master stroke Knowledge is a small chihuahua is a meme. <laughs> like right, yes. exactly, exactly. One of one and, of these gets spread on social media. One doesn't. You know. And and sometimes <laughs> the meme answer is actually the better choice depending on the tone of your yes. story. And with a character like Anya, it's totally acceptable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only other thing I would add is uh, I am I am down for more handler content. If, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you are not immune to hot lady spy. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, all giving me shit about going to the sign that says "pussy of a girl who is evil" <laughs> instead of water. <laughs> but like, are you telling me Handler is not the? She's a spook. She's a literal <laughs> government spook. But that she pussy fi- is she as evil as it gets. Police. Look, I never, claimed, I never claimed. I never claimed yeah. that that sign did not also apply to me. Uh-huh. It was just much more convenient to put the blame on you. But, uh, uh, I'm just saying, Evan. Yes. But yeah, um, I mean, what else is there to really say about Spy Family? It's good. Right? Yeah. It's it continues to be a great it's adaptation. Good. It's fun. It does I, 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 what it, it does. Yeah, yep. I think it's in, it's in pocket now. Now that we've had some time to settle in, yeah. back into season two, and it's, it's sitting great. pretty. Yeah. It is one of those shows that is just effortlessly good. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I guess brief shout out to. Uh, I don't know if he did this in the manga, but when they introduced Daybreak, <laughs> the dipshit rival spy. Oh yes, yes. And he's just like rolling. Like, he's just like yeah, he's just rolling on the floor in the open. <laughs> yeah. Rolling like the fucking goats in Elden Ring. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Stealth. 
great. That was very uh, that was very good. That was like I have expected to start great, yeah. seeing him do the like video game crouch walk. Yeah, yeah, very circle strafing around his targets. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, very good. All right, Um, I I have not caught up with Mob Psycho 100 yet. That'll be next on the to do list. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's another show that is sort of just enjoying its victory lap. Um, Yeah. So the 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 main arc as of late that we sort of talked about last week is it's kind of coming to a head here where uh, Dimple is uh you know he has started his own cult around the broccoli yes yes and uh as of these last everyone. two episodes uh sorry what he's brainwashing everybody with that girl with yes the exactly i'll they, take they sentences this... that make perfect sense in context <laughs> but yeah no it's i think they do some really effective like not maybe not horror like proper scary but like they do a lot of good like dread and like yeah. build up as like reagan and mob kind of realize that they are basically the last normal people in the town and then like mob has a realization that oh oh no reagan is compromised too i am now this is one of i I, this is one of like my personal favorite little things that whenever it happens and stuff right like even bleach did this one time and i liked it (laughs) so like the, the everybody is Everyone's getting brainwashed except me, and then they're all turning against me. You know, and like e- even my most trusted friends are are are, are under control, right? Right, and I right. mean it also creates a good excuse for if you know, for example, one decides he wants to have mob rematch against anybody he's fought before. Yes. But right. uh, the, the important part, actually, the more important part of the plot is like you know. After the events of, you know, if season, again, if season one was about Mob coming to understand that his powers don't define him, and season two is about how sometimes you must stand up for that what you believe in, season three is kind of the, like, final consolidation of those concepts with, you know, mm-hmm. Mob of his own volition deciding to confront Dimple, you know, and basically lay down the law that I do not appreciate what you are doing, uh, I do not approve of what you've done to my friends, and if you don't stop, I will use force to stop you. Yeah, and uh, sort of the sort of the culminating conflict that 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 uh, springboards from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll have to catch up, but like that is one of the I think the strongest points of this series is like how they've had Mob grow as a person, and you can see that progress, right? So now it's interesting because like it, yeah, it does feel like even in the season two it's like he he needed somebody to kind of push him right whereas now he's applying the lessons he's learned through the past two seasons now that he's left on his own that's what it sounds like yeah and Uh, it's 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 been really effective they we have not seen you know the episode yet like they keep building up like mob just hit 100 at the end of the latest episode ah yes so you know the moment is coming yes they've been working on this one for a while (laughs) right the fight yes i I won't yeah I won't. Spo- it's not a spoiler, but I won't spoil it. But let's just say the thing that it sets him off, the, like the thing that sets him off to a hundred, is <laughs> an excellent punchline that they set up two episodes in advance okay. in the way that reminds you that even when Bob Psycho is getting dramatic, that one still has an unbelievable like knack for comedy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to figure that out or catch up on it. But yeah. Um. 
Yeah, and you know whenever Mob goes hits hundred percent, it's it's a uh, soccer good off. time, right? So yeah, it's the it's the like it's the it's it's the Superman stops holding back moment, right? Yeah. It's yes. like oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, we only get it like usually we get it like twice per season usually, right? Like yeah. you, you know. So Right. That sounds good. Also I you know Dimple always needs to be punched in the face every now and then. <laughs> he, he's yes. That, he's that kind of character. Okay. Yep. Well, I'll catch up on that last next or next time so that I will have more to say about it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like it's continuing to be it's more good. mob psycho. It's mob, it's mob psycho. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Uh, I, I also don't know how, how much to say about Pop Team it's Epic. It's time than... to come back to the Kuso Corner. Oh, my goodness. I other think than, the, uh... Uh, the latest ep- couple episodes have been pretty good, I think. Yeah. yeah I, it, I, it... I, I think the... Uh, well, the latest episode, they did the, the, visu- the visual novel, right? Yes, um... the, the Tokimeki Memorial. <laughs> Just blatant parody <laughs> yeah unapologetic yes and like maybe this episode had maybe the best b-side of every ep- any episode so far like, i i think so yeah like because i think normally you sort of zone out during the b-side because like you know yeah. you've seen that shit but like they do the whole ass toki memo joke with toki memo girl side Instead, with the super bishy, overly detailed art style, right? Yes. What a great like, game. <laughs> like, the fact that they fully commit to redoing the entire VN segment, but, again, not even just with boys instead of girls, but also in the proper Otome game, like, art style. style. Yeah. Even culminating in the live-action segment at the end changing. Yeah. Yes. Is, like, yeah. it's... It's a thing that we always like. We always love about Pop Team Epic is that like Pop Team Epic understands that actually sometimes trying too hard for a joke actually works out. <laughs> like, yeah. like sometimes it's actually a good thing to put too much work into a dumb joke yeah. because it rounds back into being even funnier. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, just. Were, also, were there... like, let's let's not forget about the because I, I feel like they're, they're Pop Team Epic is quickly following this format of every episode gets like one like weirdly like high Pacific. highly produced segment, and I do want to shout out the one in episode five that is the like fake Thundercats like intro. God, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shining shoulder Shun- or whatever. Yes, the like pitch perfect. <laughs> yeah, fake. Like Western cartoon that outsourced its intro to Japan, and so it looks sick. And then the show is, doesn't look like that at all. Like that yeah. exact vibe. Uh, yeah, that was good. You're right. Yeah, or I mean, the I anime mean, is just like a masterclass in capturing moods, very specific moods, right? right. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Really specific references. Yeah. Or like, God, I mean. This shows how fucking, like, brain-poisoned we are, right? That when we saw the one, the first take parody... Yeah, in episode six, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, like it, it, to, to, to listeners, if you're not familiar, the first take is a Japanese YouTube channel. Yes, um, yes, very, yes, that, make very specific references, yes. Yes, that uh, basically is just a YouTube channel devoted to, like, um, various Japanese musicians kind of performing the quote-unquote the first take of like songs they're famous for right like mm-hmm. 
They come in, you know, basically you know, they only can do one take, right? Or yes, yes, basically playing in a single take, right? And it has a very specific production style of like these very like kind of kind of stark white rooms that the musicians perform in. They have a very specific graphic uh, font treatment. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> God, it's just yeah, Pop Team Epic's commitment to the bit every single time. It it I <laughs> I can't yeah. get over it, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty great. Um. Yeah, and they and they they basically had it like for the ED for episode yeah. yes. the latest episode, right? So that rather than it's still the same song, but like the animation is them in that same room for that YouTube yeah. channel. Uh, it's very good. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, and then fucking just, cryptid cryptid searching for Kappa's becomes just Kappa Sushi commercial. Like. God, right? <laughs> yeah, Kappa Sushi I, is like. Than most, I believe, like one of the noted click and variable sushi chains in Japan. Right. Uh, but yes, I, um, man, just... I didn't look up any any of the notable <laughs> voice actor pairs. I don't know if you guys were on top of any of those for the. Yeah, so I guess for um, the B side of episode six, uh, I guess there's a Yu Gi Oh! Zexel joke somewhere in there, and the two guys in that part are from Yu-Gi-Oh's Exile, like the two main, the main guy and his main right. buddy slash card or whatever. And I, I haven't had quite the chance yet to ask my, the person I know who's a super Yu-Gi-Oh! expert. Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Your Yu-Gi-Oh! guy. Yeah, he, yeah, who has made me watch some episodes of Zexel before, uh, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll have to ask him. Sure. I mean, Your I mean, the Yu-Gi-Oh point is guy that... just sounds like the guy who's selling you like illegal blue eyes, white dragons. <laughs> yeah. in a I mean, I think, I think, I think the point is that like Pop Team Epic continues to do the thing of like going for these like fun, weird, deep cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very good at that. Yep, I think so. Weird PS One Square uh, Enix games that I've never. Really <laughs> <played>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> good times. All right. Well, we're going to try to keep things moving here as we're trying to power through some technical issues that I'm sure listeners will not notice at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, let's let's move on and talk about Akiba Maid War. Uh huh. Um, you know, gee, I might have you go first. I have some mixed feelings, but oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, why, why, don't, why don't you? What, what I, were your thoughts on the past two episodes? I'm going to be honest. I feel like I'm continuing to like this show more and more with every passing episode because, at least to me. It feels like now that we have gotten past the Ronco solves everything by shooting people phase of right. Akiba Made War, I've really come yeah. to appreciate just the the energy that, that this show is bringing. You know, like mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the latest episode I I definitely uh, really enjoyed. Uh, I think it, it you know not you know again not that I would call it like you know committed character storytelling or anything but i do think that they 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 have a solid bit in the latest episode where just by having you know pairing up nagomi and and, and ronko again yeah you know because of the it, her her 36th birthday uh subplot it kind of like gives you just enough about these characters in between all of the like dipshittery comedy antics to 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 anchor you to something i guess mm-hmm. and yeah their commitment to playing it all completely fucking straight yeah. is probably the PA, strongest PA works uh, willing to just completely lampoon their usual like working yes. girls stuff right yeah I, I think that continues to be the strongest aspect of the show for me mm-hmm 
uh, Iro, you actually started watching. Yes, yeah, so I'm caught talk, up. Right? Uh, so you're caught up. I did so watch what, what, what the episode your with thoughts? the sheep. It's fun. Like I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's topped the the musical number in the first episode yet. Really, like the boxing was good, but that's that bit in the first episode is still like, I don't think they've topped that for just sheer audacity. Yeah, right? they haven't even tried really. Right, like <laughs> Cor- it's sort yeah. of yeah. Yeah. But like it's it's sort of settled into its thing, and it like it's not really playing. It's not quite playing the same bit over and over. It's there's enough variance that I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm having a good time. You're doing. Yeah, okay. I'm happy yeah. to hear that because we yeah. were definitely like when we had our first impression of this show, we were all like, yeah, this show has had its one joke. Like, right. I mean, I think the issue is that like again, it's it's one of those things where it's it's maybe it's hard to like to know until you're looking back in hindsight. Yeah. But I think I think the thing that really like hurt Occupa Made War at least early on was ending both of its first episodes on the same joke mm-hmm. of right. Ronco just shoots somebody and. Right. Like, if they put that episode even just, like, the third instead of the second, just to space out the ways in which these comedic situations resolve themselves. Yeah, if, if episode three was episode two, and honestly, plot-wise, you could have swapped them. It wouldn't yes. matter. Yeah. Um, I th- yes, I think the trajectory for the show would have felt very a little bit different in the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. It's fun. That's I mean, I'm still watching it. I'm enjoying it. I just, I feel like, for me, the it's kind of just been up and down. Like, yeah, I don't know if I really liked episode four, the training episode or whatever that was when the, <laughs> right, the, right. the maid comes in to like, try to whip them into shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mostly like the latest episode. I do feel like, um, you know, th- their attempt to kind of add some of that, like, you know, power of friendship type of, I mean, you guys say is that you, you guys are kind of framing it as like they're they're poking fun at it, but I don't know. Like, it still feels a little right. There's like a little bit of going down and eating it. Yeah, that route, and I, I don't feel like it quite lines up with the the level of black humor that they're going for. Sure. I think the reason In why it works it's... for me is that like even if things resolve somewhat like cleanly, oftentimes mm-hmm. like. The characters themselves are just messy and shitty enough. Right. And I think the delivery... And I think, honestly, for me, a lot of it is that I think... um, Akiba Made War's delivery is really solid. Like... You know, even episode four, which I'll admit I was also also not as hot on, has, like, the two amazing visual gags of, like... The manager shoving the teacup down her pants in the the middle (laughs) of the meeting... Like yeah. and that bit where um, uh, uh, Shipon the 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 Yaru uh, um, maid mm-hmm. is trying to escape the building. Yes, and looks out the window and sees manager rummaging through the trash. Yes, and instantly yeah. closes the window. <laughs> I I think I think the best the best like their best black humor is when they're like highlighting how desperate they are. Right? Yeah, right. Particularly. Particularly with the manager in the lead of like how she will do literally anything. Right. She will like degrade herself in any way to or, uh, survive. Or like, even in you know even in episode five, right, where it's like ah, oh, it all wraps up all nicely in the end. They save Ronko and and Nagomi, mm-hmm. like and then like the 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 Russian maid informs manager. Oh, by the way, we got that money from killing a rival maid cafe. Uh, or right, uh, a big good. cafe under the same, yeah. you know, basically yeah. family, right? And like, there's um, just 
that wonderful shot of like all the girls in the foreground cheering on Ronko, and if you look in the back, manager just has her hand in her her head in her hands. Right. They just signed their own death warrant. Yes. Right? And, um, and so I think I think the delivery of so even if the jokes are maybe not necessarily always like the most like snappy or or uh, original, I think the delivery is strong enough to make it work yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. There, we'll like, have a lot to like say really about the delivery sh- of jokes in anime. <laughs> Yes, right. Um, yeah, no, the, the, there are very strong highlights, I think, that mm-hmm. carry the show. I just feel like it, you know, it's up and down for me where, like, I'll go through stretches. I'm like, this is not working. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm still having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think, yeah, the other thing is, like, I kind of, it's interesting. I'm normally never the guy that's like, Oh, you know, I I want my things to be like edgy and dark and you know whatever, <laughs> but I do feel like they're, they're I don't know were they kind of pulling their punches a little bit in the past episode where like I mean I feel like in the previous episodes they were just like straight up murdering people and they do some straight up murder in this one but right. like I don't know when 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 they when they, when they throw them in the I mean, vat of. Shoot- uh, <laughs> When they throw them in the vat of blood for, and it turns out to be like tomato juice, like that kind of thing, uh, right. you know, I don't know. But I mean, maybe I'm they still seem to commit a lot of murder. But yeah. you know, I I guess I see where you're where where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm having I'm having it's fun. Time. It's all right. It's fun. We're 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 having a good time. It doesn't have to be a front runner. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of front runners. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Like, let's be yes. real. We can't. We can't all be Bochi the Rock. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did catch yeah. up on this after hearing some of the word of mouth. And yeah. Wow. Uh, it's really good. This is the season for little freaks. Just... I am legitimately concerned about Bochi. <laughs> because, like, every episode she just gets a panic attack in increasingly more over-the-top and what hilarious ways. What an incredible ways. bit in the latest episode where the manager is, says, I see you, kid, don't worry, and she yeah. just freaks the fuck out. Because... Oh, I, mean, I, thought, I thought you were going to was... talk about... Or the yeah, live-action bit. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were talking about the 3D hand. Also yeah. amazing. It's like the five-ticket quota, and she yeah. starts counting down. That's like. also amazing. <laughs> and it's got this, like, low-poly 3D hand in this, like, it's freaking shit It's just, like, yeah, it's like live-action, like, stand-in and low-frame rate, right? Yeah. I mean, the part where she has to throw up, and it cuts to live-action footage of dams of Japan. Yes, like, just great. <laughs> yeah. There's well, some I mean, the amazing visual I've... gags. Yeah, and so the thing I've really come to appreciate, I mean, I know, Aqua, you've written about this a fair amount, is, like... Yeah. Like, so, my understanding is that, yes, like, a lot of the, like, bones of Bochi the Rock existed in the right. manga, these, but... These jokes what... are basically all there, but, like... Right. Yeah, just, like, the way the anime has found, like, new novel ways for Bochi to... Or, or to visually portray Bochi's, like, mental breakdown every week. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we need to... Because, you know, it was last week's episode, I need to shout out the way... Where she goes cyber Bochi. psycho. <laughs> yeah, the way Bochi goes cyber psycho out. and yeah. like mentally disassociates. <laughs> the, yeah. In the prior episode, where she's told she has to, she has to what? She has to create a, a social media. Yeah. So the whole thing is like there are like a fun 
bit of like little stings at the traditional manga time Kirara style, like cute girls doing cute things for Koma manga in, in the anime. Uh-huh. Like right. in the previous episode where they tried to do the jump, that jump right. that yeah. is in every, every single, single opening of one of these shows. Yeah. Yes. And it goes horribly wrong because Bocchi is Bocchi. And then in this episode, they like hint at a beach episode. It's like, yeah, we should go to the beach and work there. And Bocchi work just starts freaking the fuck yeah, out so it doesn't yes. happen. <laughs> Rather go in dead to Yakuza than go to the fucking beach. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, will I mean, say, Bocchi like, would uh, literally rather sell her organs than have a job <laughs> at starts, the beach. <laughs> yeah. But I, the thing I, I do like is even with like this, especially with this latest episode, right, is that, you know, we keep talking about how fun it is to watch, you know, Bocchi, uh, uh, watch her soul literally exit her body in different <laughs> yeah. ways. Every horrible week. wreck, yeah. But... You know, then then they play the song, right? Yeah, and, and it's uh, cool. We are reminded that yeah, Bochi kind of has that moment where she, you know, kind of regalvanizes yeah. her conviction to 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 do this, right? To make this whole thing happen, right? And it, I, it is, I think it's it's a great like way yeah. of showing that like growth is not like it's not like a metric, right? It's yeah. not a stat that goes up. It's a continuous journey, and it's and, and it's interesting and fun, right? Because the kind of problem that might occur in the future is that this show is heavily reliant on Bochi being a total freak for its humor so she can't really develop as a character because otherwise you might lose your one joke Mm. but they seem to be doing a pretty good job balancing it and the other characters also get their time to shine like there's a whole thing with Nijika and her sister like Kita occasionally like pings in with her Oh, senpai, I, I love you so much. Uh-huh. Which is somehow not annoying, despite being well, a cliche th- done a gazillion times already. The thing that works about Kita is that because she is, in fact, the one normal one in yes. the group, right. her normalness then becomes her gimmick. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm sure you guys noticed, but like, they just keep doing the running bit of like every time they have a new establishing shot, Kita is taking a selfie. Yes. Right. <laughs> she yes. is like an obnoxious influencer. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, you know, next to Bochi, right? I feel like Ryo is probably the other standout character, right? Yeah, just yeah. the. What was that joke that, that uh, Bochi did? Like, ah, uh, uh, Ryo's not like, like me. She's an intentional introvert. Yes. She chose yes. the introvert life. <laughs> she, is, she, is a, she is a weirdo on purpose. <laughs> yes. She also has a good ongoing joke about eating weeds. Um, yes. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it's... it's uh, just, just got the half tuck going. <laughs> yeah. To, just to comment on kind of what we were saying earlier, I do appreciate you know, visually, it's taking full advantage of the medium, right? Like, right. Yeah. Th- this is you not got your just live copying. action. You got your art style mm-hmm. shifts. You got your yeah. references. Like, it's not just copying the manga. It's like they're really taking advantage of the fact that this is an anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, in fact, I I want to. You know, I I will eat crow on this one. I want to mm-hmm. I want to recant a statement I made in a prior podcast about how I kind of hated the way Bochi the Rock looks, like. Mm-hmm. I still think the character designs themselves are, you know, right. they're 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 fairly generic. They are what they are. But that is I the thing. It, like it, it has to be these characters. You can't just yes. make them look differently, right? Right. Like, but I think the animation is like just doing so much heavy lifting oh, here. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think I could, in good conscience, say Bochi the Rock is a bad looking show at this point. Like I mean, just the, like that that scene that like scene at the end where Nijika buys her a drink. Yeah. And just the character animation, the is way that, she right. moves and waves. 
<laughs> yeah, what? it looks, but it was not, no, not a bad thing. thing. That's like, not a bad is that, thing. Is that the first case of good rotoscoping in the history of anime? Because <laughs> I watched that and I was like, oh, huh, yeah, that is rotoscoped, but it actually looks good. Looks like, good, I yeah. like the jerkiness the of it. I mean, because like, they yeah. adapted it to the, like, squishy proportions right. of the characters rather than making them look like yeah. weird human freakazoids. Like, All right. <laughs> All right. Also, I got to ask you two, you know, the two music snobs here. <laughs> like, is it intentional that their song is, like, kind of the most, like, basic-ass, like, girls J-rock? <laughs> I mean, I, one... I, Probably, like, I think okay. the whole performance was supposed to be like, they're going somewhere, but they're still kind of wavering, you know, you still right, you see quite. this in the animation as well, yeah. uh, so you TV see, like, that Rio, Rio and Nijika are way more, like, a, like they fit each other way more, so they're, like, yeah. doing the little, you know, dancing with each other, looking at each other, while Kita and Bochi are just staring off into the void, having yes. panic attacks. I, I I think, so I think, I think the song is supposed to represent that, but also that is just what J Rock sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was not. I think that was probably like we called up the record company and this is what uh, they gave in, us. In all fairness, I have been looking a little bit into the music credits for this show, and they do have some pretty legit songwriters. Like the 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 opening is written by a guy from Kana Boon, who are like a oh, yeah. relatively oh, okay. well-known rock band, yeah, who are also yeah. referenced in Bochi's posters. The ending is by Ikyu Nakajima of the band Trico, who, if you well, are wait, a... Which which ending? Because we have two endings the, now. The second one, which if okay, you are a say, deep Lord feel... Glorio fan, you know that I once did a bit on them many, many years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the song... Um, the song they perform in the in the fifth episode is is a uh, written was written by Zach or ZAQ, you know the the singer who does a couple of uh, yeah. anime ops. Okay. I think she did the uh, famously the Love Chudi Bio and other delusions op. Yeah, she she's done so, a lot of ops. Yeah, like they they um, they are trying to move beyond the whole like let's ref corporate write a song and do yeah, get sure. yeah. some like legit artists. I, okay, yeah, that's I, cool. I guess my point was I don't think it was supposed to sound super generic. If you know, maybe if it wasn't, maybe it wasn't supposed right. to be like amazing, but also no, I, I think but... it was still supposed to sound pretty good. I think right? it was supposed to be like you know they probably told the songwriter like you know write a song that like vaguely awkward people would write, but you know still something we can sell as a single. Yeah, I like, guess that's true. Yeah, I, I just I, th- I just thought it was extremely funny when Bochi is having her like internal monologue moment. And then she has her, like, big speech about, like, and now I've got to play as part of the band. And then she proceeds to play, like, I mean, the song proceeds to, like, enter, like, just a fairly generic, like, guitar chord. Right? Yeah, no, I think that was supposed to be, like, pretty good. I mean, she was playing, like, I, like yeah, so... I don't know, I, man. as someone who has seen a bunch of idol anime, I know what anime looks like when it tries to sell you on a musical performance, right. and this was yeah. not that. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, this was just like, oh, okay, you know, they're vibing, you know, they're getting into the groove together. Yeah, I think that was definitely the intention. Like, I, I, I do like, you know, I, I I'm eating up all the band stuff. Like, yeah, w- when they're trying right. to, you know take photos and they're like we need to find an evocative wall to stand by yes. you know? <laughs> yes. i mean the or whole like, bit where they try to dress up in like brit pop style oh or like God, um, yeah <laughs> or even right. when like they, they uh 
You're but she does not of... dally with women because what woman would want to dally with her? <laughs> yeah, Aqua, you made the the shoegaze joke about when the, yes. the manager is telling them they need to look up, and but no, but that is a real thing. That's a real when thing you, like... when you start out performing because, like, I, yeah. I like that they're I like that they're emphasizing there's a big difference between playing guitar in your bedroom and like playing on right. stage. I mean, like, that's and... literally why the genre is called shoegazing because the guitarists in those bands also always looked at the ground and it was like a derogatory way to dismiss them as you know tryhards mm. who don't well, know what they're doing on stage. Yeah, like, yeah, because because if because when you if you haven't performed on stage before, like you're you're used to like looking at your guitar so you know where your hands go and everything. Right. But you see like, this especially with Kita, whenever she's uh, not singing, she's like looking at her fingering. Yeah, so like when you're performing, you're supposed to like, you know, and especially if you're the singer, you have to like keep your head up and like sing into the microphone, right? Right. So like that's actually a thing you that's actually a specific skill you have to learn when you're playing live. Right. Yeah, uh, like so finger placement and such, right? Yeah, they're really getting into the weeds on that. I, I'll also note on the I, it was a little hard to tell, but during the performance, I think they were actually like had proper hand position on the guitar when they were playing. But yeah, uh, I mean, they probably also rotoscoped parts of that. Like it looked CG to me. Yeah, it looked a little CG for the performance. Some shots did look uh, did look CG. Yeah, but it yeah. was not obtrusive. But it so. actually looked like it actually looked like uh, like Kita was playing like uh, bar chords and stuff like that. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm I mean honestly, the, the rest of the show looks. I'm good into the details. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like this is I mean, one of those musical musical performances are one of those like it's musical performances are the mecha fights of slice of life anime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is why, like, Tact Opus Destiny blew our fucking minds, because they actually right. showed, like, piano playing. Right. Like, they hand-animated piano playing, which was like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so. I could just imagine that one episode of Shirobako where they got the one guy who is good at drawing horses. Yes, yes <laughs> dude. <laughs> Get the piano guy. Um, yeah. yeah. Alright. So, yeah, that just continues to be... Really great, a lot of fun. Bochi coins going to the moon, baby. Yeah, get get on the bandwagon not like, now. Not get like chainsaw it. coin. Oh god! Well, the assassination of chainsaw man by the cowards mappa. What are you talking about? God, god damn it! What are you talking about, right. guys? It's so well produced. And Some of these amazing. people should be Look put on a fucking blade through the hog and be tried. Okay, tried for crimes Look at the against humanity. On those clothes, isn't it so well produced? Look at this whole scene of Ayakawa doing his breakfast in the morning. Uh, okay, let's let's rein it in a little bit. We're gonna talk about Chainsaw Man. I, I want to start with because I think this is this will frame the conversation well. The interview that came out with the director, yeah, right. Uh, since the last episode, there was an interview that came out where he basically confirms what everybody who watches it knows, and that he's very specifically trying to emulate like a cinematic movie type of style with the show, right? Um. And then he get he got into like very specifically how he didn't like somehow he ended up blaming this on Moe anime from the late two thousands, <laughs> right? Yeah. When he was like, I watched Haruhi in middle school, and I went, Ugh, ah, yeah, it would turn God. to dust, right? But yeah. um, which but the is point actually is, like, pretty funny because I'm pretty sure that back in that time, 
Haruhi looked pretty cinematic compared to other anime of that time. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, look, I'll, I'll look, I'll, I'll admit, right, as the resident like curmudgeonly Kyo Ani hater sure, yeah. in, in mm-hmm. the Glorio chat, like even me reading that interview, I was like, why are like why aren't you complaining about like Kaon or um yeah what is it uh Lucky Lucky Star or something? No, like, not yeah. Lucky Star. What was it? Was that really generic Kyo Ani one? Eggs. It was egg was in the title. Egg Tamago. Oh, Tamako Market. Tamako Market. Tamako Market. Yeah, like, why are you talking shit about one of those ones, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, but, but, like, the idea was, like, he's like, oh, well, I did not want to have silly anime faces and, like, you know, kind of the fun stuff (laughs) in anime. And God forbid chainsaw man a manga about a man that turns into chainsaws right it was just like like, oh i made it more like a film because fujimoto sensei love films yeah do you know what kind of films he like because it's definitely not the kinds of films you're trying to emulate like yeah i don't think he meant uh let's make the marvel cinematic universe version of chainsaw man right but i've not read the manga but i've been getting a real hoot out of watching the show with people who have read the manga (laughs) and going like this joke seems like it would play better if it was done this way, and then the manga readers all go, but it's because it was in the manga! <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think, oh, you yeah? know, look, you know, Aqua and I are, are the two, like, Fujimoto weirdos in this <laughs> chat, and so maybe, Aqua, you could, you could work with me here on this, right? right. Like, the thing about Chainsaw Man, right, is, like, I think, you you know, you know as well that, like, Chainsaw Man is, in fact, capable of those quiet introspective right. moments. Right, that is the like, thing. Like but the, the thing that blew our minds about Chainsaw Man was that it could be both that right and this, a shit post black comedy, this stupid black comedy about a guy who turns into a chainsaw and does everything because he wants to touch boobs and who makes right. jokes about pissing and shitting all the time. That they can actually do, you know, these introspective moments. Like, but the and, problem and so, is, yeah, these do not fit in the anime as it currently is. Right. These only appear like... when the characters are developed, when the stakes yeah. are higher. These and now they're just trying moments. to backport these in. Yeah. Like like Kyle making breakfast for two minutes straight. Uh I mean, the thing is, let's let's look at that scene because it is the perfect encapsulation of what is wrong, right? So, like, so in the manga, I, I... this is a couple of this is a couple well, of wait. Yeah, just just to just to set it up. So, like in the in, it was the latest right. episode, right? Where right. where power power moves. So we in, see, right? yeah, we see Aki doing his morning routine. You know, mm-hmm. he and Denji are sort of settling in together because you know they've been living together for a while. And then power comes in and disrupts everything. And right. the joke right. is, she is even grosser than Denji, and right. even he complains about her like right. terrible manners. Look, my sort of issue with this, as someone who has not read the manga, is I. I have not gotten quite enough of an idea of how Hayakawa and Denji hang out right. with each other. And I'm like, I don't really give a shit about Hayakawa because he hasn't fucking done anything. I don't right. know anything about him. So like, I don't, I'm not able to derive any meaning from mm-hmm. watching him work because I don't know anything about him. Right. So the thing is in the manga, this is a relatively, throwaway scene you know you just see you just see him do a couple of things and then there's this big splash page of power coming in and be like hey losers i'm gonna live here wow your house looks like shit yeah (laughs) right and the way they do this in the manga in the anime is they have this 
minute long, minute and a half long, long. Yeah, sequence of him very quietly doing his morning routine, doing very normal things. And then all of a sudden there's like they hear a noise and it's like, oh, it's power. And she just opens up and she's like, hi, your house looks bad. And the thing is, I'm not necessarily against the two minute quiet sequence if you culminate in power just Bursting through the door and saying, so, yo, your so, house looks like shit. So but the thing is, Aqua, that second bit is also quiet and prestigious. Yeah. Yeah, the like, energy uh, doesn't match. Like, right. I think that, like the, the reason why... I think, that, yeah, the quiet Aki moment could have worked is if if you match that quietness with its exact like polar right. opposite in terms of energy once power comes in, right? I mean, here, I will post... I'm, you know, Sorry to the audio listeners, but I'm going to post a panel in, in, in our Discord right now of what I think is... To me, one of the funniest fucking jokes in early Chainsaw Man, right? And it is when Power yes. moves in and is the montage of her first saying, I'm the kind of person who never bathes. And Aki <laughs> and Denji are both like, get in the shower, you stink. And then right. the next panel is an exact repeat. But now it's Power explaining how she does not flush the toilet. Right. And Aki shouts, flush. And Denji says, it stinks. Yes. And there is a specific energy to the way the panels are paced. There is like a specific like look of like fear and disgust and desperation in Denji's face. Right. When he yeah. says, "It's you can in your mind's eye you can smell how bad Power's shits must be for Denji, <laughs> the most gremlin man to ever like crawl out of the muck for even him to say, "Oh God, your shit stinks so bad." Right. Like yeah. And, and the it's, thing just, is, like, it's just not nearly as snappy in the anime. Like, the execution feels so languid. Even, even I watched without... this episode, and I was sorry, Jell, for interrupting, but I, was, I watched this episode, and I was like, I felt my soul escaping through my body because I was like, oh my god, I'm turning into G. I'm going to say to people that Imaishi should have directed this. Yeah! <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> yeah. I'll say with that, with that whole scene, like, even without the manga context, I was like, right. this feels like it needs that exact wacky anime en- energy yes. that the director said he was specifically cutting out. Oh like, oh, dear. It, needed, oh, no. it needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, we just talked about with Bochi the Rock taking advantage of the medium, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like it, it's some—it's one of my like most hated things. Like, video games do this too, where it's like, if you wanted to make a movie, bro, you should have made a movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And that's the thing. Like, the the comparison with Bochi is apt because Bochi is a show, is a manga that was incredibly formulaic. And they turned it into an anime, and they said, this stuff is not really that important, just do whatever you want with it. And as a result, they made something great. And Chainsaw Man is the exact opposite. They have this manga that is already considered very great, very popular. So when they turned that into an anime, they're like, oh, oh man, well, we can't just do whatever we want with this. We have to, you know, follow the rules for a prestigious project that will sell well that will win over 200 anime of the year and awards it's it's so disappointing because yeah. i feel like every single ed sequence for this anime yes it just makes you scream own... this is what the show should have looked like right <laughs> because here's the thing, each of the eds is different and i would say each one so far has been a valid interpretation of chainsaw man's tone mm-hmm. yeah like 
all of them work, right? Like, the thing I was telling some of you guys in the chat the other day is, like, it hit me, like, thinking about Chainsaw Man. The energy that the Chainsaw Man anime should have had is the same energy that went into the PVs for the manga volumes. Right. Uh, for, Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man. Like yes, for the, for the Chainsaw Man uh, of manga releases, they did these, like, kind of uh, pseudo-animated PVs for it, you know, right. you know, with, like, often very grungy, chaotic music mm. playing in the background. And... You know, it just felt right. It felt right. dirty and indie and like strange and weird and aggressive Bunk in the ways that yeah, yeah, that that I think Chainsaw Man is supposed to feel and yeah. that I just don't get in the anime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is, we Iro and I watched this with Zig, who also hasn't seen read the manga, and I can just feel him losing interest in this because the tone <laughs> yep. is so off. That he's like, okay, and and why is this good? Why do people like this? <laughs> because right. yeah. to someone who is not familiar with this, this just registers as a relatively generic show about yeah. a guy who fights monsters. That's pretty much where like, I'm at. Right, and like I, 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 I've not read the manga, but I, I've sort of been around while people mm-hmm. were re- were reading the manga, you know, and so like I know that there's something here that I should pay attention to, by which I mean, I will read the manga at some point. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, so I'm like, I'm sort of willing to stick around because I know what I've seen pages. I know what people have said, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's the anime is rough, man. And the pacing like, is also completely off. They spent way too much time on the last episode. Like, they come, nothing happened. And Chainsaw Man is a manga that is known for its brief and snappy pacing, but they managed to... Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the, the, the fight with the Leech Doll is pretty cool. I don't, like, yeah, I mean, but maybe they, they should put have... put a lot of money into that. It looked really good. Maybe they should have spent all of that effort on a fight that is actually relevant to the story, like the previous fight. <laughs> is, it, is that more is... relevant to the story? I guess because, uh, yeah, all the power stuff is there. Because right? of the power stuff, and then Leech just shows up and is like, hey, fight me too! And then they fight for like half of the episode. <laughs> it is really strange that the Leech fight looks so much better than the Bat fight. That feels I mean, that just me... de- depends on who they, who which key animator they assigned it right, to. Right, right. It because, feels like, the to thing... me very... Um... We are aware of the three episode rule, and that episode four tends to look worse than the first three episodes. So let's put all the money behind episode four. Sure, because right? because like the leech fight is what I want Chainsaw Man fights to look like. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Like I want Cha- I, I want Denji to gesticulate and like growl like a feral animal. Yeah, you know, like I don't think it's in the manga. So this is one thing the ad- adaptation did do that is cool. It was like, yeah, he's like fucking distended, bulging eyeball from like <laughs> the head trauma. It's like such a good way to like it. Both makes him look crazier, but also communicates like the amount of like physical like punishment he is enduring in right. this fight. The thing is, like, if they continue at this pace, they're not gonna even gonna get to the the really good stuff. Is it is this you know, two core or is it one core? It's one core, as far as I know. What? No, no. Imagine making a Chainsaw Man anime and not cashing in that Reze ship on the first season. Like, oh, dude, I think I think Reze <laughs> is going to be a movie. Like, oh boy, they're they're gonna. They're gonna... <laughs> You they're know, gonna do the Jujutsu who, Kaisen thing. I don't know. Yeah. Who Reze, Reze is gonna be a movie. Cosplay. 
Reze is the third waifu. You know, you have the one with the sure, circular yeah, eyes. Okay. You have the one with the horns. She's the third. I'm one. hold on. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? I'm, I'm are, seeing the are you? Twelve episodes. Are, are you are you disparaging uh 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 fuck oh shit what's her name himeno no 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 yes himeno eye patch girl yeah or kobeni you know or kobeni everybody nervous wreck number three of the season. favorite little freak yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no all right, i am not I disparaging her but uh those three are definitely the most popular the main ones, ones yes like. yes yeah yeah i we don't have time to get into it at this point maybe next time i'll get more into it but even just technical, and maybe because of the presentation, I also kind of hate Denji, and not in a good way. But uh, you know, I I don't know if again, like I, I mean, I've I heard, f- I've heard what you guys have said about his character, which makes sense to me intellectually, but it doesn't seem to line up with right. what I'm getting on screen. The thing um, is, I think he's supposed to be a send up of the like traditional shonen idiot pervert hero. Right. Like, oh, what if this guy was real and he would be fucking insufferable? He's not that f- he, the thing is, like, in the anime, he's not that funny. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, it's yeah. a, like, you, you guys know I'm the I am the champion of all, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dirtbag yeah. protagonists. And, like, there's a fine line between just, like, I don't know. I mean, whatever it is. Thing, like... I, I just I just don't like him at all. Like he's this he's is just the like... fucking to your eternity thing again, where oh, you're like man. watching an adaptation of a manga you like, and <laughs> there's just know, something in the back of your mind opinion. that says like, this is not good. <laughs> Was this never good? <laughs> you're quite no, 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 Do no, I no. just have bad taste? <laughs> <Whoa>. Like. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, Chainsaw God. Man is good. I will stand by that. Chainsaw <laughs> Man, the anime, distinctly less good. Please read the manga. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know if it's just like they spend too much time dwelling on him, like wanting to grab boobs and being mildly homophobic or like whatever. I don't know, but the. The, the whole bit with him, like, oh, you think I would want to save a man? Ew, they gross. Boobs you know, for me to grab. Yeah. Um, I just, I was, I felt like the out of the what five episodes we've had, I feel like three of the episodes have been devoted to him saying that. I, I think don't know. The thing is, like, I think if the delivery was snappier, I think it's funnier, right? So that's right. a thing. I think, I think the issue here is like, look, I'm not going to like defend the contents of what Denji says because those are mostly true to the manga, but I think the manga's delivery is so much like so much quicker, right? It's so much right. more energetic. It's so much more spontaneous. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, if this guy is, like, getting threatened by the monster, he's like, help me! And then he's just, like, standing there picking his nose and be like, a guy? I don't think so. And then the guy comically gets I mean, he murdered. does, that's he does way, help it. He does I mean, help that's him. way funnier than him, than Denji saying that as if he's, like, a hot-blooded shonen hero uh, yeah. spouting his ninja way, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My Nindo it's just is I only grab boobs. I only yeah. save dudes. I only save ladies. Uh, All right. Well, uh, man. we can continue to prosecute <laughs> Chainsaw Man yeah. in the future. Uh-huh. Let's let's move on, and uh, we'll, we'll boy, wrap up. Ba- oh boy, howdy! We're coming in let's hot on this one. Let's talk about a good show. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm holding my hands up. I'm saying for now, for now, so far, so far. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know. Uh, All right, we're guys. Talk- we're talking, of course, about. <laughs> Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam, Mercury. the Witch from Mercury. I, I, Gundam, do before, boys. I do. I do want to give Aqua a chance to talk because I don't think he's had a chance sure. to talk about it yet. 
as for, and uh, also as a non as the other non Gundam person currently right. on the podcast. Um, so where we're com- coming in from this is like I have generally been sort of like I've always found it hard to get into Gundam because of the like franchise history more like 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 the po-faced militarism and the and the like attempts to be quote-unquote realistic and serious i I think the only gun is the only gun you've seen when we made when zick and i made you watch war in the pocket right but i like war in the pocket i'm mostly talking about like (laughs) earlier experience of people when I was talking to a friend who liked Gundam and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. And then they started talking about things like, oh yeah, but they don't have artificial gravity. So everyone is, is hovering around. And, and, and that made uh-huh. me think, oh, like in real space flight. Well, where's the fun know, in yeah. that? Like fun is that everyone's floating around like a dipshit. <laughs> right. I mean, but the right. thing is, like, but, that but kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and the whole the whole thing of, like, men in military suits talking uh-huh. about the chain of command, and, and, and the, that, that sort of stuff doesn't really appeal to me. Right. But, Shit, man, I wish Gundam had more of that. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I mean, this Are is all... Are you kidding, big... Aqua? Every no. Gundam's about some fucking dipshit 16-year-old stealing <laughs> a military fucking fighter jet and, like, getting into adventures with it. Gee, I'm only talking about what my impression was. I know, I know. I know. what it actually is. <laughs> yes, so I, I decided, I mean, but there was a new show coming up and uh-huh, it had yes. some positive buzz. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll watch this. I didn't watch the pre the prologue when it came out. I started that episode one, then I went oh, back to watch the prologue. Have you, not, have you not seen the prologue? No, no, I, I caught up. I caught up. Okay. I watched the prologue after episode one. Okay. Yeah, good, yeah. Good. All right. And the thing is, like, I like it a lot because the show manages to balance uh, your, like, your traditional anime high school hijinks with the more like serious political maneuvering companies trying to you know steal each other's military secrets and and, mm-hmm. and all the kinds of like bad. quote unquote po faced like real robot themes but it it packages it in a nice like sort of hangout vibe that makes it very easily digestible yeah, and I, it looks nice. The technology looks like the the way they depict this world is thematically consistent and very appealing. Mm. The characters are fun. Um, they manage to have a good balance between more dramatic and more comedic scenes. I mean, it it's a good show. I like it so far. So that's, without that's, that's any cool of without any it. prejudices, without any you know, baggage. <laughs> Yeah. baggage of yes. you know this is what Gundam usually does or this is what Gundam God, usually yeah, doesn't I saw I saw so I saw like <clears throat> I saw a chost the other day uh that was like Shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw a post the other day that was like oh my reward for not watching Gundam for 30 years is being able to watch Witch of Mercury and enjoy it unequivocally what right. do you, what do you what what do you mean? What do you mean? It's we should have our best. The first three episodes were good. Why wouldn't the rest? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I mean, that out of the way, this show is like was just to summarize my thought. I think it's just a masterstroke to look package the traditional <laughs> Gundam things into like yo know, what is what is popular in anime nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. do that without losing our own identity and just making 
generic path that appeals to the lowest common denominator. I think that's pretty impressive how they right. did that. I mean, this is kind of what that writer is known for. Like, if you look at Princess <laughs> Principle, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, interesting that you would say Princess Principle, perhaps not his other works, like yeah. Kogias or I mean, Alfred yeah. the Liberator. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, well, look. Princess Principle's good. I yeah. think... Weirdly enough, I think he's the writer who has shown up the most times on our top tens, so... Right, right. he also wrote uh, Lupin Part 5, right? Yeah, it's, it's, this reminds me more of Princess Principle than it reminds me of Code Geass. I mean, it yeah. definitely has some of that Code Geass energy, but... Like, sure. uh, well, um, yeah, no, I, 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 that's, I, mean, I agree. And, and, sorry, I'm always just a sucker for special high school for X. Like... Mm-hmm. This is just Yu-Gi-Oh! GX with robots, and I'm all here for it. Yeah, well, I I, I agree uh, as a, another person with no Gundam baggage that I'm enjoying all that. But I think we need to get into this week's episodes where things... <laughs> yeah, the, the, L- time the to, yes, I'm, I'm, right. I'm holding the bolt cutters. Time to unchange G. <laughs> yeah. I am vibrating Dude, in shit. place here, all okay. right? Well, like, okay, so like, episode... episode five which is mostly set up with ellen is pretty standard stuff like we find out ellen is like a cyber new type is enhanced human who's been secretly built somehow to uh interface more effectively with the gun tech secretly to get an advantage right this episode did have the important you know reveal that other companies have gotten their hand on gun tech, or at right. least something like, that looks like that's, it. Like, that's normal enough. Of course, yeah. they've all been experimenting with the secret super powerful yeah. mega stuff. And that's pretty standard stuff. You know, he's like, Soleta, you're nothing like me. We're going to duel. Guel gets owned yet again. Because well, I think the the important thing I actually do want to point out about uh, Elan and why he is initially um, yes. attracted or, you know, fascinated by Soleta, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Alan sees in Soleta what he thinks for the first time is kinship? Oh, somebody like me, in, yeah, like someone he can share his suffering with, right? right. Gun- yeah, he is like being Gundam pilot is suffering, and then Soleta <laughs> shows up. It's like being Gundam pilot is fun. Yeah, I love my Gundam. I love my sister <laughs> right. Gundam. Like he straight up like pilots Ariel, and he's like something about this is different. Soleta has not gone through what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, and I think it's important to know that that is what sets him off against her, right? Yes. Is like he initially sees her as a kindred spirit, and he feels personally betrayed when it turns out actually no, she gets all of the benefits he has with literally none of the drawbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he you know punches Guel out like because he's mad. I oh, I like, am rooting. I am I'm putting it all on Guel coin totally now. Funny. All right. Everyone's I like oh poor Guel who just gets immediately owned every episode. I mean, Dude, the, thing, I... <laughs> the thing with Guel is every time he does something, you think oh you know maybe they're gonna redeem him, and then the next next episode he just does something terrible, awful again, like Aspy again. Like I okay, I will look credit words do. Considering he is piloting his universe's like Zaku equivalent, right? I thought he put in a pretty good effort against um, Gundam Farakt, the crazy sniper yeah. suit Alain has. But yeah, but episode six just opens with dropping that the prologue was 
21 years ago. 21 and not, and years not, ago. Not 13 years ago, which would right. line up with Suleta's age if she was Aerie in the prologue. Hmm. Right. And so I need to say <laughs> that there has been a bubbling fan theory for the last few episodes that I have not brought up on the podcast because I thought it was so insane, so laughable. There would be absolutely no need to bring this up amongst polite company. Oh, what a but who? then I forgot. Oh, right. Anime writers are the bravest people on the planet. <laughs> they literally fuck. have no fear in their hearts. Yeah. What are the three letters in the middle of the word Ariel? Oh, Ariel. We put all oh, the Ari. What is the name? The Gundam. It's Ariel. Gundam. Is the Gundam Ariel? Wife all along. Is Gundam Ariel powered by the soul of a forsaken child? Oh, is Suleta not Ari? Like, Was the okay. real Ari's soul right. and consciousness digitized <laughs> and put into the Gundam? And that's why Suleta sees it as a sibling figure because it actually is her sibling. You know, they're like tired. The Gundam is your mom. Wired. The Gundam is you. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, goo, goo, like we established with the Guel stuff that like an AI is capable of like semi-autonomously controlling a Gundam including drone bits and yes. with Ellen Ellen's enhanced person Puru 12 he, he's a clone of the real Ellen shit we've established this is that, just like, Evangelion yeah, we've established that you can clone people and like modify them and the timeline shit like Ariel is totally airy like <laughs> the, right like we, we plugged we cloned airy who had a unique connection with gundam lafrith you know or like this this wonder kind child who could interface with the gun tech we cloned her 10 times or whatever and fucking stuck her in the robot and because notably time all right all right okay because so here's the thing right if you look in the prologue when Ari activates the gun tech and the Elfrith, she got the her face lights up. The lines yeah, show like Suleta does not. Yes. Yeah. She. I mean, she never does the whole data oh, data, data storm, storm thing. Yeah. And yeah. and now, the there is the talk that okay, go back to the prologue. Remember how all the adults are struggling to activate Elfrith, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like no they're like, back. oh, we can't, we can't, we can't like summon the back from Right. How does Ari unlock Elfrith's true right. potential? By recognizing the Elfrith's personhood. By yeah. treating it as uh -huh. a person. And somehow, this is the secret sauce that unlocks the true potential of Guntech. <laughs> is that Guntech only helps those it chooses to help. It cannot be coerced. Uh -huh. It cannot be corralled. It must, of its own volition, out of its own sense of personhood oh, yeah. and love for its pilot, choose to protect them. So... What is the most powerful bond you could possibly create? Uh, that bond. of family, yeah. of siblings. Right. And Why like, is... Yeah. They keep hammering <laughs> home, like, this episode when Ari keeps, like, she's deploying the funnel. She's like, everyone, like, give, give me your power. Block the shot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh... <laughs> Why yeah. is Gundam Ariel so powerful? Because what if the digitized soul of the original Eric Samaya is inside the Gundam Ariel and of oh, its man. own sapient volition chooses to protect Soleta with yeah. all of its will? You've heard of the Ray series. Now it's for a time for the Ari series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. I oh, what a hoot. am fucking losing it. 
like, I, I'm kind of, I'm just, I, I am, I am, I am kind of picturing UG with like that, that, uh, that Charlie Day corporate. meme where he's standing in front yes. of the conspiracy board <laughs> with the yes. the pins and the the board and, and I, oh, yes, I have said it enough times. All right, Gundam can be good, it can be bad, but most importantly, Gundam should be interesting. You know, okay, I, I also and, have to, I have to interject for a moment, which is last podcast I had not seen episode four, uh, and. Choo Choo fucking rules, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I will happily bring that back up again. (laughs) Yeah, no. We can talk about Choo Choo all we want. Whenever Choo Choo's not on screen, we should ask, where's Choo Choo? I mean, and whenever she is on stream, she's just like grumpy in the background. And we're hooting and hollering like slobbering beasts. Like, (laughs) dude, like that, like her, she almost steals the whole episode just for that one shot where she's just delinquent squatting. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Through the delinquent squat. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. But, But yeah, like, so. Is I mean, this, what, is this about, the big the big thing we've learned from this year is that we all just want girls who act like yakuza delinquents? I guess so, but yeah. so to just focus on the episode as a yeah, whole, sorry. though, I think yeah. this episode is like such a great like. So, so uh, as a heads up for people that don't know, they are skipping next week. Next week's episode will be a recap episode. So. You know, I hope yeah. the production on Witch from Mercury is going well, yeah, but taking a break so. this early is a little concerning. Tug. The um, the latest I, the latest robot fight in this last episode did look not as good as the previous ones in some shots. I noticed. I, but. I think it was fairly impressive, but also it, maybe not worthy of the buildup. Like like a lot of like a lot of rumor mongering was that oh episode six is a big episode. And so people initially assumed, oh, it's because it's going to be Elan and uh, Soleta's duel. And it turns out the reason it's a big episode is because of all the other fucking shit around yeah, the robots. Yeah, the actual fight itself was like, like it was, it was it's good. Fine. Like, yeah. like the animation and stuff was good, but like the, the actual like models and stuff were a bit off and stuff. Like, more yeah, so it's than, it's definitely you know it's yeah. it's definitely the reality of like two D so animated robots are. They might going need to, a break. You know, they might have needed a break. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I just think that like even as a like cliffhanger, you know, I, whether intended or not, right? As a two week cliffhanger for us to all stew on. It's a lot. Like, yeah, this it's, is Gundam. Often, like this is Gundam yeah. at its best, right? At its most interesting is just hitting you. What like a one yeah. two three? Also, like, like this. This is the. This this is the selling point for watching shit weekly instead of binging. To me, yes, is exactly like, right. Is seeing this episode and we all go fucking what? And then we have we to have sit to think here, about it. We have to talk about <laughs> right. it and sit here for a you know two weeks, right? Yes, right. Like I mean, <laughs> Whereas, we, like we, if you we were should... watching this all once, you know, next year or something, right. like. You wouldn't have that. You'd just go in to the next one, and yeah. like, it ah, just it ah. just wouldn't have the same impact. Yeah, right? it would just it like, would just do one one eye in, one eye out. Like yeah, yeah right. Like because like I I do want to mention right again this this episode is really bold in a lot of ways, right? Like we were talking about just you know the airy Soleta stuff, and again we're just kind of losing our minds here, but it's not even necessarily confirmed. But like right. LA just dies at the end of this episode. Yes, they, like they just him put him like in a, the barrel of a him, gun or something. It looks like it looked like the Metal Gear Solid Four um, microwave corridor. <laughs> you think like, they just annihilated just... him with a gun, with like a big beam or something? Right, yeah. right. Like, like, like I was like, so here's the thing, right? As as someone who is a fan of Gundam, um, LA's archetype is usually a tragic figure, right? Like that yes, that part is not the, like your like new type waifus. 
I guess Husbando in this case. Like, well, well specifically usually, cyber new type, yes, right? Your, the, your the, 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 yeah, their first one was just a regular ass new type, but yes. Right, like, the, the, the enhanced type. person, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't think anybody was like, oh, yeah, Alan's definitely getting a happy ending. But, like... <laughs> they just yeah. fry And him. you know they're they gonna do... dismantle him. You know like, they're gonna they're, do the thing where, like, next episode, Suleta's gonna talk to him and he's like, who are you? you know, right? Exactly, right. right. Yeah. And the thing I kind of love about this, for better or worse, right, is I feel like... Killing a character that was, like, positioned so prominently early on this early is which from Mercury making a definitive statement, like, we are not afraid to pull the trigger. Okay, what would be be better slash funnier is next episode, it's another, like, Ray Elon, who's emotionless, is like, who are you? Or would it be better if it's, like, the shitty jock Ellen, we met for two oh, minutes in the oh the actual original one Ellen? yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not i don't think they're gonna do that i think they're gonna make another, all right you don't think so yeah be too I, jarring for everyone well i mean that would be that would be great i don't think that's what they're gonna do though i think sure. i think yeah. they're well, gonna I mean, the, the way clone. the way mm. they frame the Ellen stuff right is that nobody knows this right like not even the other right, families right, right. seem to know about this like facade right like double shit yeah yeah so yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's I, I you know, like every the thing that, that you know, look, the thing that it, you know, for better or worse, right, through thick and thin, through feast or famine, uh, mm. the thing that has always sort of kept me going through Gundam, for better or for worse, is that I feel like every entry in the franchise always manages to find new interesting things to do with like you know, the base premise of mechs and warfare and then sort of expanding from there you know sort of expanding the web from there Mm. to the other themes that are like indelibly connected to those ideas what are all the possible different things we can do with bio giant robots like yes and i think g witch is doing like some like again hard to say how it'll play off you know how it'll pay off in the end but right now like i love just how like weird and interesting they are willing to get with it right now and that experience yeah. is valid on its own, right? We often we often talk about shows sticking the landing, but yeah. you know, I if mean, they I, give yeah. this experience while watching, then right. that's also valuable. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I do value endings. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, th- perhaps, I think that's perhaps uh, too much, but like I also said earlier in this podcast, like Ranking of Kings is a good shot to be my number one. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a thing. That's an area where our opinions uh, vary a bit on our how, how much we appreciate, how much you know we put importance we put on like the the ending part of it. Because you mm. know we've had quite a few very high profile shows over the past couple of years that were great until like the last two episodes or right. something, uh, right? But it is but, but it is really fun to. It again, it's been a long time since there was a Gundam TV show like I'm Old Orphans like 2015, but it's really exciting. And kind of fun to, there's a, a new Gundam TV show where six episodes in and everyone is hyped. Yeah. Yes. All the newcomers, all yeah, the old I, types, all the new yes. types, we're all <laughs> having a good time, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Eero, because in a lot of ways, right, it's like, it's weird to talk about Gundam like this, right? Because it is, it was once upon a time, one of the biggest franchises on the planet. Right. And it has not been that in kind of a little bit. Yeah. Like, so I, it yeah, just for, feels for, fun for to me, like... Well, for me, it was always like Gundam's just that huge franchise over there that like I don't know right. what I'm about. Right. right. Like, I've, so, talked, I've talked to people yeah. who this is like one of their first Gundams and they're really into it. Or I've talked to people who are like I've been like Gundam Watch for Mercury is really good and they're like, Oh yeah, like 
I've heard of Gundam, but I'm I'm not gonna watch Gundam because like I'm not really I'm, I'm not really into that. Like I don't. It's a big whole big franchise, right? And so it's been interesting to see on social media how like people who aren't necessarily freaks like us, you and me, G, who are <laughs> into into that stuff as much, be into this and be excited about it, right? Yeah, Even no, when totally. you get and... completely different fandoms for the yeah. show, like because we were we were talking earlier about how the show has like seven different discourses going on. <laughs> like you have the mecha people, you have the sci-fi transhumanism people, the and then there's just people, people who are in like... here for the for the for like the good times and the yeah. ships and the, like yeah, right. Like 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 the, like the shipping wars half of G Witch like that I don't think we've really brought up much here is like going on in other yeah. quarters of the internet. Oh, wild. Yeah. That's wild. I don't like there yeah. are people analyzing every shot of Miorin and Saleta looking at each other. Yes. Every oh, shot of like, ah, oh, well, Guel looked at Saleta in this way. Yeah. Or Milan had a, this look in his... <laughs> Miorin is a tolerant bride. Was that, was that what she said? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, tolerant minor two-timing, she says. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's especially like, it's, funny it's so... when, 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 when they go like and create their crazy like armchair psychologist threats about how this ship definitely is not what the authors are intending it's this ship that they're intending look i did call this my favorite harem anime last episode yeah yes Uh, like i i just think and okay i post something in the discord that like we don't need to actually describe but it's just indicative of like the fan base just seems really energized about G Witch, right? Yeah, like people yeah. are making fan art very quickly. People are <laughs> telling a lot of jokes, right? All right, this is a slight spoiler. I will just say it is a fan art depicting Lady Prospera or Elnora, um, Saleta's oh mother, God. wearing Bondrude's helmet. I'll leave the rest to you. Yes, oh Bondrude from Made in Abyss. For, yes. yes, I mean this is a show that definitely has because a lot of these things. Like a lot of like Eero talking about how it's a benefit that you can that it's uh, that it's um, airing airing weekly. G talking about yeah. how it's fun to see yeah. everyone sort of united behind this. This is the the rare show that gives you the Madoka effect, which I like to call it. <laughs> kind of, like, yeah. Like, the show that everyone rallies behind and everyone is like speculating time, about. Yeah. And everyone is we're like all, we're all talking about it for their own reasons. Yeah, we're all talking about it at the anime water cooler. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that is that is that is evidence of what I initially said about how this show appeals to many people without losing its own identity, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I do have to say uh, before we wrap up, maybe let's also talk about the more lighthearted stuff in this episode because I do have to give a shout out to the uh, the oh, scene yes. of uh, Suleta just piloting Ariel into. Pale house, oh my house like, and, and being like, like, "Hey, I want to talk to him, God, <laughs> guys!" Yeah, like imagine at them. you just yeah. like stomp into yeah <laughs> the lobby, like the common room of someone else's door, right. and are like, "Hey, I want to talk to this guy." And the best thing they can think of is like Put giving her over access the PA, like, yeah, to the PA, God. and she just Ugh. starts singing "Happy Birthday." Oh my God! I I was starting most... to get like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. it is like the most cringe-worthy. Like, as someone, as someone who is on the spectrum, that is like, oh my God, this is so relatable. Just making the like, like most horrible kinds of social faux pas in an yes. attempt to be like, this is what people do, right? Sensation, sensation. For life. For me, then, it's gotta be shout-outs to Kuel living in a tent in what yes. appears to be the school's, like, park. 
or like <laughs> uh, well is and following everything that's going on on his iPad and being like hmm, really yeah. funny, dude. I, I I'm gonna be honest, guys. I mean, I was half joking, but like Guel is like maybe the character I am now like third or fourth most invested in. I, I mean, in this story, like he's, he's gonna join. He's gonna join the 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 main crew, right? Like, like right. I I want to yeah. see this dipshit's redemption story. <laughs> he got owned by some bumpkin. Yeah, like. He, he's, Somebody he's, okay. He's, okay. He, he's gonna join the main crew, and whenever the real war happens or whatever, he's gonna like yeah sacrifice himself to save Suleta or something. It's gonna happen. Sure, probably. Like I, or I need. Fan- I would actually prefer him to sacrifice himself for Miorine or someone. He's been treating um, her like what, shit. He, like, what he's like, don't get me wrong. I'm doing this because Suleta cares about you. Yeah, or something like that. All right, that. for me, I need the fan artist to get on, get on, get on this quick. I need a, I need a drawing of Rio from Bochi the Rock, and Guel both eating weeds out of like <laughs> the park. All not, right, not, not gonna happen, G. They're too busy drawing fan art of what they think Miorina and Soleta's children will look like. Oh <laughs> uh, well, mushroom hair and tanuki eyebrows. Look, I'm just telling you. All right, after all these insane reveals, if Episode Seven just opened up with a montage of Guel, the pampered rich son of a mega corporation, struggling to figure out what's safe to eat in the woods, <laughs> I'll watch yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh man. All right. Well, that show's pretty good. Asterisk for now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, what? What? One. One. One last question. I know you guys don't didn't like Iron Blooded Orphans, but you did kind of like it at some point. Like, at what point did it go wrong? Like, how fast? It was all. It was always wrong, but like it sort of pulled it together at the very end. Okay, is what I would say. Like the beginning of Iron Blood Orphans and the end of Iron Blood Orphans, like sort of nailed what it sort of wanted to be, and then everything in the middle was incredibly confused about what it wanted to be. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm just wondering how many has has this been better. The, has this been better longer than uh, than mm, IBO was? Iron Lord was fifty two episodes, so right. Well, I, I would say the definitive falling apart point for I- Iron Blooded Orphans is probably around the first core point, so like twelve, thirteen episodes. Okay, so like this is but the there, thing, there look, were proportionally we're about there. There were problems. Yes. There were problems ahead of that, though. I'm sure, right? right. Uh, yes, I, yes. I, I mean, we I yeah. remember you guys being as excited about IBO as you are about Witch now. Like, oh no, I mean, so that's that. That so, if there's anything right. that's going to like work Hence out in G, yeah. yes, in 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 uh, Witch from Mercury's favor is that the initial buy-in and enthusiasm is probably a fair bit higher than yeah. IBO ever got. But you know, again, it's like it, it's. You get your heart we, broken burnt, enough, and uh, yeah, 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 like six <laughs> six episodes is a lot, but it's also not that much. So, yep, uh-huh. yeah. Hey, it's like a like it's like how we say for like Sentai Con Rider, you gotta go, you gotta go like a solid fifteen episodes in. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, usually, but that's that's the case with Sentai Rider that because usually they fired off of the writing room by episode fifteen, <laughs> and the show yeah. becomes something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Let's, and, and, you know, uh, that, that's my segue to say a, a, we don't have time, but a good nine episodes in. Kamara Geet's still all right. Pretty good, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
there are multiple next common time, writers. Next time, going next on. time. Yeah. All right, Joe, you got to wrap this up. Yep. <laughs> let's 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 land this plane. Finally, we made it. Uh, do our housekeeping. Check us out at theglorioblog.com. You can follow us on uh, Twitter for now <laughs> at the Glorio Blog. <laughs> At Glorio uh, and co-hosts. And also, we're now on co-hosts at Glorio. I haven't really posted anything really there yet. I mean, you posted yet. a picture of Bochisilla, which is way better than the first post we ever posted on our blog. That's fair yeah, enough. So, time, okay? <laughs> so we'll, uh, you know, we'll figure something out with that. But you can go check us out over there. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher. And uh, you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that, ring that notification bell, all that good stuff. We are not on Mastodon, so anyone spouting bad anime opinions on that <laughs> network is an imposter. Oh, yeah, boy. so if you see anyone, <laughs> any Glorio on Mastodon, that's not us. Shit, should we, should we, should we snatch up that URL just oh to make sure? God. I don't even, I couldn't proof. figure out how Mastodon works. It didn't, I don't understand it. But anyway, uh, yeah. Check all that us out in all those places or whatever. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll catch everybody next time. Bye.